Welcome to That Sucks, presented by Handshake Media. I'm Dan Cribb, and I'm, over there's a cream cheese bagel. I'm Troy the Bagel Nabobon. He's eating a bagel. He just... Can you hear it? ASMR. I'm pretty sure that you've done this before on an episode. I'm going to do it with banana bread. You know what? You've, you've jumped the shark. This is officially you jumping the shark. What? Oh, shit. What are you? What are you, ever are you talking what about, you, Dan? Do you, do you know what jumping the sh- you know what jumping the shark means, yeah. right? Yeah, I watched yeah. Happy Days. Did you? Yeah. I never watched it, but I you know didn't. that the the phrase jumping the shark because mm. of Happy Days. Yeah, and the Fonz. So in uh, in seventy seven, there was the infamous episode where Henry Winkler's uh, the Fonz decided to jump a shark on water skis, mm-hmm. and people pinpoint that as the turning point for the show. After that, so did you watch? That episode and beyond and everything else? I don't remember. Because um, that was like later in their run. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there was a lot, like, Happy Days used to be on TV, like, six-ish on, like, weeknights. So, that and Hogan's Heroes, there's a few other, like, old shows. I think the Brady Bunch, but that was maybe a little bit earlier than that. Well, it was, so that that, that episode, um, it wasn't until the 80s that the phrase jumping the shark was, like, coined. There was this dude, um, so in the mid-80s, this guy at the uh, University of Michigan, Sean Connolly. Um, he used that episode and that incident to pinpoint like where a show changed for the worst. And you mm-hmm. can kind of apply it for, to like heaps of shows. Anyway, um, his roommate, John Hine, he kind of like just took it and made a website that became hugely popular, jumptheshark.com. And that documented, you know, everything. And he wrote books and then that's, that kind of became like just pop culture terminology. And that was also in the 80s when he made that website. In the 90s, I think. In the 90s. Yeah, he would have to be in the 90s. <laughs> um, and then ironically enough he sold that to the company that owns TV Guide and they fucking cooked it so the, the web- website jumped the shark jumped mm. the shark hmm. but yeah it's, it's just kind of interesting and uh, leads into today, today's topic when uh, cream cheese bagels go bad never happens never happens impossible so what do you yeah I think what is the topic today Dan jumping the shark jumping the shark when your favourite show is jump the shark mm-hmm. has it happened to you yeah, I think it's definitely happened. There's been a few shows that I just give up on after a, a little bit of time. But is that because you find them boring or because something happens in it and you're just like, well, this is stupid. This No. I think it just gets boring after a period of time. Like the immediate one that comes to mind for me was Smallville because I watched that real hardcore for the first like four seasons, five seasons, and it, pr- it got pretty dog shit at the end of like season four. Why was that? Things just went like really silly. And obviously, if you're coming from comic book source material, it's not going to be a super serious series anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then it went, like, ridiculous. Gotcha. And it sort of stayed like that for the rest of, like, the next six seasons, I think. And there was moments of, like, where it was really cool. But I just sort of- I got to about season five. I'm like, what the fuck am I still doing watching this show? And I just gave up. But so, so nothing specifically happened that you just- Like, for me, when I think of a show that really highlights that is The Office with Steve Carell leaving- and mm-hmm. you know Michael Scott departing, and that that was its high point. And after that, it just struggled to its final seasons. Didn't really reach those heights, and it was a notable kind of drop off. It was really unfortunate what they did with Andy in that show because he was quite likable for those <laughs> first few seasons. Yeah, like, and not maybe not the first few seasons, but in that middle run, the middle of the run there. And then I don't know because he just he was kind of the most famous cast member by the time. Steve Carell left, right? Because he had a little hangover stuff. Yep, yep. And then so they made him the the, the boss because they they were talking about bringing in um, a new Hollywood lead to well, replace Steve. James Spader came in for a while. Yeah, but apparently he just didn't really gel with the mm. the the cast, and you can kind of you kind of get that when you watch it. Although it mm. kind of worked with his character, but I think um, that it's weird because when you have a show that's so successful and so popular, like The Office, 
all the creatives and cast, and because they, they they struggled to launch and really get picked up and popular, mm-hmm. it'd be so hard to walk away from something that that's that popular. And you know, how could you do that mm. when you when you just want to keep going? If it's successful, you're getting paid a fuck ton of money. That'd be the the, the hardest thing. I don't know. At least the, with that show. By the last, I thought it finished in a satisfying way, like despite it being yeah. a bit weird. Well, there. a lot of people say that the finale was great. Yeah. But but from when Michael Scott's at the airport saying goodbye to Pam, his final scene, mm-hmm. until he comes back for the, you know, the finale spoiler. He doesn't say anything as well, does he? This is like uh, one line. They take the, because um, he's, he's technically finished with the, doc, the documentary, so they've taken his mics off and he's walking away and then Pam runs over to him to- so I mean, in the last episode, he, he, he I think he says like one. He probably word. says that's what she said somewhere. Right? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. He doesn't speak. Like word. you came or something, and he probably said that's what she said. I, <laughs> I imagine that's probably the joke that they wrote. Yeah. Um. But there was forty between him leaving in season seven or whatever it was, and the finale. There was forty nine episodes without Michael Scott and Steve Carell, mm-hmm. which like that's. That, I think they needed that to wrap up a lot of different storylines and things but it never really felt the same and it didn't quite as far as i guess the public's concerned that's when a lot of people were like no the show's crap and i still liked a lot of it but it just felt like it was hanging in there yeah i agree it was um i only watched that whole series recently like within the last maybe nine months yeah i watched the first that's another show for me that it didn't really jump the shark, but I think watching it when it first came out, I tapped out around season four, season five. Really? Yeah. I don't know, remember what it was, but there was like- <laughs> It's very Smallville. You get to like season four and you're like, I need, some, this is, I need something else. It's happened with a lot of shows, actually, <laughs> if I think about it. But there was, I, I don't remember what was in particular in that show, but it might've been like, n- not even a cast change or something like that, but just something happened. I'm like, I'm, I just don't like this anymore. So I just stopped watching it. And then I picked the show up again, like- I don't know, 10 plus years later and finished it. They um, um they were talking about, because you know how they lost Michael Scott and then mm-hmm. um, Jim and Pam, well, they, they were obviously like pulling away from mm-hmm. Dunder Mifflin and things like that. And they brought on Plop and um, the other guy, the two new, the interns. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were talking about wrapping it at season nine or continuing it and kind of doing the ER thing and just having a revolving cast and yep. have the office live on for, you know, 20 seasons. And yep. that was like a serious consideration and i was thinking mm, but you just said why? like well it's like why you just said money it's yeah, money okay, you know, yeah. it's, it was the i mean how much like toward the end of its run it was still making a shit ton of money it was still like oh know, yeah, no no it was, doubt it was still like it wasn't really it, slowing down was it even though like it's it's ratings dipped heavily um after okay. um steve carell left it still wasn't like losing the network money or you know, it was still doing very well um, compared to other shows. Mm-hmm. And it had that brand recognition and people still love a lot of the other characters. But yep. a lot of people were just like, nah, Steve Carell leaving. And I think that's a bit unfair because if you finish with him, there's so much left unresolved. I think a lot of those characters really came... Like Dwight finished off so strong in that in that series. Yeah. Like when you, you go from season one and his relationship with Jim, like it felt really satisfying wrapping it up. It would not have been... Uh, I don't think the show would have been as satisfying if they didn't have those last two seasons to, th- to give them that space to, to do that. I think in that situation, yes, they may have jumped the shark, but they recognized, because I think that they all seriously considered ending it when Steve Carell left. I think it was more for the fans. Mm-hmm. Like they knew we, you can't have it. You need to have something go full circle. You can't end it because Steve Carell leaves and then 
Yep. Things are just up in the air. But I don't know. There's That's kind of different. They went out on their own terms. That's an, another show that you and I have dif- differing opinions on in their later seasons was mm-hmm. is Arrested Development, where that got cancelled <clears throat> way too early, mm-hmm. left things hanging, and then was renewed years later for a reboot season that I think just its structure made the series jump the shark. Funnily enough, a series that has Henry Winkler jumping over a fucking shark <laughs> and is narrated by Ron Howard, who's I mean, driving yeah. the, the fucking jet boat in Happy Days. I mean, was- that was like a really <laughs> wonderful little callback there. But um, season four, I didn't mind of Arrested. And I think uh, even in its original cut, the really weird following one character per episode sort of structure, because um, it was sort of so different, I, I sort of enjoyed it. It I had it to keep watching it to like figure out what the fuck the story was, and I I found that kind of intriguing. So I I liked it. Like being confused. Yeah, I probably liked it more than the recut version. I, I like the recut version so much more, even though they did some disgusting stuff with like green screen and cutting characters into scenes to make it make sense. And yeah, but like, didn't you say like I, I don't want a whole fucking episode just to deal with Michael Scott? <laughs> yeah, that's also. Fair enough. Like it's um, he really, the, I th- you know th- I think if I really think about it, the my one of my biggest problems with that show coming back for season four is like I I kind of liked Michael in, in the first three seasons. Uh, he gets he he is kind of like dumb. You really like, realize how fucking in season three. Oh, sorry, yeah, in season four. The in re- season re-book. three, you start to realize how dumb he is as a character. Really? Yeah, I think so. Like all the stuff with Rita, oh, and Mister, <laughs> and like. Among other things, but there's, and you know, there's his uh, sister, like Nellie, yeah, who's yeah, cooking yeah. the books and all that. Yeah. It's like all these things where like, oh, okay, it's, you're dumb, but it's, it's kind of charming. Yeah. But <laughs> season four, it's kind of dumb and it's also kind of smarmy and pathetic and- Yeah, he kind of loses his like, his charm. Like you can, re- he's like the dry, he's, he's the audience's window into this craziness. And when he starts to become yeah. just as- pathetic as Tobias, you're like, well, what's the point of... The Guardian... Let me just read this quickly. The Guardian summed it up pretty well. So, it's like each episode of the new series focused on a single character due in part to the cast's other commitments. This resulted in disjointed and repetitive stories with the same stories told multiple times from different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Besides, the plot uh, is largely nonsensical. Michael, the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together, has been reduced to a pathetic wreck trying to crash in his son's college dorm. Ron Howard, before merely an omnipotent narrator, now pops up to fuel dull in-jokes about his career and personal life. Yeah. So, I think the stuff with Ron Howard as well kind of got me because I was... It just sort of... Weird. I, I, it's it's very arrested development, breaking yeah. that wall. But, but yeah, is whole- it or is it just season four arrested development, the- which now it's it makes up like you know two fourths, uh, like two fifths of yeah, the, the series. Like so twenty episodes in the recap version or something. Yeah, that show changed a lot. Like if you watch those, I've I've told so many people to watch it, and a lot of people give up in the first couple of episodes because season the first couple of episodes are a slog. Like they're hard, like a lot of other shows that we like. Um, but when it well, found its and, footing, but, it just so like- I think that's because it's a lot of these shows are character driven and you don't get to know the characters. Yeah. Same with Parks and Rec and even The Office. You don't know the characters until a few episodes. Mm. So until, yeah, but you're right. Like you have to tell people, hang in there. Yeah. And, but I think it's just like it, it's identity after it was formed in those first few episodes, maybe even like season two is my favorite season of that show of Arrested. And it's like, it's silly, but- like, season three is really silly. Do you think they jumped the shark with Mr. F and all that? Like, do you think that ma- making Michael's character 
stupid is what they got pretty close with that. Yeah. Um, because I never thought about that. I definitely like one and two the best, and season three for me, there was always something that I. And that's the thing when there's when people say, "Oh, this show jumped the shark." Like Dexter, for example, is a good ver- a good example of mm-hmm. that. I watched that and just didn't. There was a point where I was like, "This isn't as good." Mm-hmm. And doing this research, there was a few people that said, "This moment, this moment," and I was like, "Yeah, no shit." After that season, I just felt kind of like this isn't it's not working. And yeah, so I think for me, season three of Arrested Development, well, there there's was something few- happened, and it could be Michael's character. Like I can't relate to him as much anymore because now he's the one who's being like just a doofus and stuff. Whereas before yeah. you'd kind of be, he was kind of like the Jim Halpert of Arrested Development, mm-hmm. like kind of looking at the camera without doing that. Yeah. But there's a few moments in that season that are so ridiculous. Like you remember the ones where they get the Japanese investors to come look at the property. Yeah. And this Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. And George <laughs> the Michael and the jetpack. It's like, it's really <laughs> funny, but it's so silly. Uh, to me, contrasting that with the Martin Short episode of season two, shoot me, shoot me. <laughs> which is the best episode of that show and still the hardest I've ever laughed. Two? Season two, yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's definitely that, peak Arrested Development. Yeah, that's still really silly, but the way that they tell the story, because there's that one moment where they're all going to the spa, like there's three different. It's got like that real kind of weird Benny Hill vibe about it, and um, yeah, I yeah. thought that was still really clever. Whereas, yeah, it's it really. I still, again, I still like the series and I like the the season, the later seasons. Um, this last season, I don't really think it was the, necessary. Well, not necessary. Like it, it was fine. I mean, they needed to wrap up season four because that left a few threads hanging. So it was like at least they started telling that story. They finished it. I think. Um, in terms of saying like, oh, it's like the old original series, like that wasn't nothing. Really true. You can't. I think that's very. Uh, the, the first three seasons were very much of a specific time and place, mm-hmm. and enough time had like changed, and all those actors had changed that getting them back together. Well, they didn't even come back together as well. That's a, that's a problem. You don't have that. It's, yeah. it's the same way that um, let's let's talk about a show that nailed um, bowing out before it jumped the shark. Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. The reason that worked was because just the chemistry between the characters. I think, what did that get up to? Season six and then a, a yep. seven or season six or season seven? Season six, I think was last season. So, and I was thinking that was perfect. That ended so well. But if they'd done another season, they would have jumped the shark because A, they wouldn't have been in shit, all in Shit's Creek mm-hmm. and B, they wouldn't have been together and it, would have, it wouldn't have felt like a, the show. So, Well, I think Shit's Creek, where it, in, in terms of like how it was laid out, I don't, I don't think they necessarily did this, but- when you take it in as one show, it's like when they started writing it, they they knew where the characters were going to end up. They just were yeah. like giving you like, which is I guess how it should be. It's like snippets of the story as it's unfolding to its natural conclusion. Yeah. And that's not really the same with Arrested because they're working it out. Stuff like, I mean, the, a really classic example of like, let's just write it and work it out later is Lost. And again, that didn't work for them. No, it was so confusing and convoluted. Like I tapped out of that show in like season three, um, and I've I, I remember the last couple of seasons just being like, "Oh, that's fine. I'm just going to read this on Wikipedia and see how it finishes because I don't give a shit anymore." There's only so many cliffhangers you can get before you like just fucking give me something. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really sort of silly. But again, Shit's Creek they were, they did really well for just telling a story and um making it cohesive and, and making that priority and, and giving you character development and arcs that complete and ending it where it, yeah, it's natural to me. It felt like I, I could do with one more season because I love these characters so much, but that wouldn't have been 
that wouldn't have made sense. Uh, Dan yeah. Levy, um, he said, uh, so he was the co-creator and starred in it. He said, um, it just didn't feel like it was worth the risk to take it any further, mm-hmm. which, yeah. And also, like, that's like the, the good, so the good, did you watch The Good Place? No. That's Michael Schur. He was involved with The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He ended that, um, people were like, oh, no. And he was like, no, like, I've had this ending in mind and it still felt like it went a season too long. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that that's the problem. And- what other what other shows have kind of gone on too long? Do you think? I mean, you shows like Grey's Anatomy, right? We did a whole podcast <laughs> on that, and some of the fucking crazy stuff. Did it start off that nuts? You know how we were talking about I them three think... D printing a lung or something? Did it start off? Yeah, I think those shows shows are different, and ER is different, and Happy Days is different because a lot of shows now, I think, like Shit's Creek to me was written, uh, well, and taking it in was written to have a conclusion. It was written to be like. This family needs to have gone through all this bad stuff. It was like a movie, and, like- and yeah, come out the other end of it. A good example of that would be like Game of Thrones as well, like which we can maybe talk about soon. But that was that had a conclusion in mind that had like a an, an, an ending point. Something like Grey's Anatomy, it doesn't need to finish because like Meredith Grey has gone through like every conceivable trauma you could imagine, lo- losing family members, losing like husbands. I don't know if she's lost any kids yet, hopefully not, but it's, um, you know, friends and whatnot, everyone dies or everyone leaves. It's been, like, horrific for the whole series, and there's not really an end in sight in that. It's just kind of, like, new people come in to fill those roles, and then all the drama so takes it's like life. There. Yeah, it's just, it's an, it, it could go forever and not change. It would be fine. Scrubs would probably be able to do the same thing. Scrubs jumped the shark with season nine, and a lot of shows do that when they try and do, like, Reboots or spin-offs or yeah. continuations. Like, I used to watching. I used to listen to the Scrubs podcast. Yeah, yeah. Are they have they mentioned much about season nine? I- Whenever. Uh, so that's the um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison's Fake Doctors, Real Friends rewatch podcast mm-hmm. for all you listening at home. Um, and they always, whenever they talk about it, it's always like, uh, "Do we like it? Was that a good idea?" The general gist is, we don't like it. The fans don't like it. And they're still they're still debating whether or not to do um, season nine in, in their rewatch podcast. So yeah, I, th- I think Donald Faison hates it, but right. it's Zach Braff because I think he was a bit more involved with it. He feels a little little more invested, but he was in like half of it. Yeah, Zach but that Braff. was I think the idea with that was they were going to ER it. Like the, the Office was thinking of doing the same thing. I think if the Office tried that, they, the same thing would have happened. They would have got season ten without any mm. of the original cast or some. And it would have just like flatlined. Um, yeah. There was a few other um, similar things like that 80s show. Yeah. Just by concept, it jumped the shark because just no. And then- We've talked about that, haven't we? Uh, I'm not sure. That was another show that in its last season, I read that people were like- Wait, that 70s show or that 80s show? Well, that, that 70s show yeah, jumped the shark di- in its last different. season because all of a sudden, half the characters were gone and the remaining ones changed too much and became- No, it wasn't quite hated. that. It was- Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher both left. So, arguably, like, the biggest star in Ashton Kutcher at the time. Because that was yeah. 2007-ish. That was right when he was- 2006. When so, he was- what, What's the word? When he was punking people. Was he the punked guy? Yeah, he was the <laughs> yeah. punked guy. The OG punked guy. Um, him and Dak Shepard. But he was huge. Um, Dude, Where's My Car was uh, okay. really dumb. and That was a little bit early. But still, he was, like, a pretty big movie star. Topher Grace was- Still the lead character of the show, but, but- he fucked off to like Russia or something in the show, or I don't know where he went. Uh, Africa, I think. Oh, yeah. Same, but same thing. It's like kind of like the two big draws of that series 
just disappeared. And they tried to fill it with, I think it was Josh was Myers. one was character Myers people brother. hated, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone hated him, apparently. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just kind of a little bit unnecessary. He kind of came in. He was like, kind of cool, but kind of like- Just a douche? Yeah. And I didn't watch it, but I heard- I, I did. I watched it. I watched that show religiously at the time. Um, it was one of my favorite shows in that like mid 2000s because I was just at the right age for that to be really- To be hanging up down the street. Hanging there. Yeah. Were you all all right? I was fine, completely fine. But I mean, they finished the ser- the series like with Ashton Kutcher and Topher Grace coming back in the last like couple of minutes. I think Ashton Kutcher came back in the last episode, and Topher Grace isn't came the back finale the them scene. counting down to the to the uh, new year? Yeah, to and then it ends on the that's how good is that? That's so nice. That's a good way of like finishing a series. But yeah, the last season was just unnecessary. So, like, so they, you're they, tr- they trying to launch shark. a spin off. From a failed final season. Well, no, the spin-off, the, that 80s show was something completely different. Like, oh, okay. Like, really, really different. Cause yeah, it, but it, again, like, was it trying to bank on the branding of that 70s show? Not really, because there was no relation to it whatsoever, In uh, apart from the title. Gotcha. The characters weren't related whatsoever, as far as I can remember. Or unless if, they, if it was, it might have been someone's cousin that was, like, men- mentioned in an episode. But I don't even think that was the case. But it was just a very different... Uh, very different show. The style of humor was very different. It was a little bit more, I guess, crass. Gotcha. Um, it was the 80s, man. Yeah. But it was just not a great show. But your mate's in it from um, Always Sunny. Hurry, which one? Charlie Day? No, the main guy. What oh, are, Rob. What are their names? The guy the guy who plays Mac? I don't know their names because I haven't watched that show that much. What are the main main actors from Always Sunny? You've got um, Glenn Howerton. That guy. AP Bio. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. Let's just edit this. Anything Glenn Howerton's involved in, I love. Let's just edit this whole thing, taking yeah. down that 80s show out You're of here. You're also an anti-vaxxer, aren't you, Dan? <laughs> no, no. I can't, even, I can't even think of any jokes. No, no. Okay. Um, but you are, right? I'm definitely not an anti-vaxxer. Well, you know, it takes one, no one. <laughs> but um, no, that show was completely different. That that was just a, a mistake of a TV show. A TV show. So not with yeah. How I Met Your Dad was that an actual thing? They did a pilot and then it just didn't go anywhere yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and then Joey, the Friends spinoff. But that still lasted a couple of seasons, didn't it? Two seasons. Yeah, or something? but I think it jumped like right. Does that is that fair saying that just by that? premise they've jumped the shark or not really i don't know i, I wouldn't say so like i think you to jump the shark you still need to have had, i'm just getting too trigger happy here yeah it didn't establish itself enough to i mean maybe the character did i mean maybe in comparing it to yeah i think you're right everyone disregard anything i've ever said on this podcast yeah you shit um you mentioned game of thrones i don't think that jumped the shark no i mean it's i think people got mad because a character they loved something very logical in their storyline happened and people weren't happy with that and they got mad about it, which was Daenerys becoming the Mad Queen. Is that what they called her? Yeah, I guess so. Um, that show just kind of dragged on a little bit more. And I, I liked it because I was I was pretty invested in the world, so I was cool with yeah. it. But um, I, I I understand that people didn't dig it. I, I don't really give a shit like yeah. anything. It's just a fucking TV show. Get over it. Get over it, all right? Jesus, stop worrying about if things are jumping the shark or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that didn't really bother me so much. But it, that was really just one that there wasn't a single event that was like, no, nah, this is fucked. Yeah, but a lot of people a lot of people would say, oh, no, nah, when Daenerys burnt down the city on her dragon, that's the... It's like, that isn't jumping the shark. That's, that's the, a very logical... That's a conclusion. Like, you can't... Yeah, ju- yeah, you Jumping can't, the shark it kind of implies that something happened and then the rest of the series, meaning like another season or... Yeah, you can't, you can't just be like, I, I didn't like that. 
it's jumped the shark. It's like, well, no, because it made sense. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I said, I was fine with it. I don't care. What about The Simpsons? <laughs> um, That's kind of another one that's almost like the-, the 32 seasons. It's like the exception to the rule, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not really about- It's in the same way that um, Grey's Anatomy is not about trying to tell a story. It's just a show of characters that you like doing silly things. They're all one-off episodes. The Simpsons has never had like a, a long-running well, arc. People thought that that Armand- Oh, God, how you say it? Armin Tanzarian? Yes, Armin. I knew I was going to fuck that up. Armin Tanzarian episode. Mm. They think that was the point where you can pinpoint the decline of quality. Don't know whether it's necessarily jumping the shark, but that's the point where people go, after that, it was never as, as good anymore. Yeah. Um, because, because the writers started running out of ideas, and that imposter episode was like the first ludicrous, bizarre, out there story. Yeah, and there was a... I mean... Or Big Papa Neil talked to um, Harry Shearer about it, the voice of Skinner himself. Oh, and what did, he, what did he say? So, Big Papa Neil got the scoop. Sorry, Big Papa Neil's uh, the host of the Green Room podcast on Handshake Media Network. Mm-hmm. He pretty much just said, like, it's a, it's a big fuck you to the audience because you think you know who Skinner is um, and have known for the past 12 years and it kind of violates this deal with the audience for no good reason. So, yeah. Which I think makes sense. Um, People think that Family Guy did the same thing when they killed off Brian and then they brought him back two episodes later. Like, oh, it yeah. was just shock for ratings. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, if that happens and you can just time travel and fix it, then... Same yeah. with Supernatural. They kept killing off people and they kept coming back. Like, like, the brothers both died a bunch and they kept coming back. So, it's like, well, hang on. If he actually dies, there's no real... There's, 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 the stakes aren't high. If they're in this big battle, it's like, well, if they both die, they can just come back anyway. So, who cares? Yeah. Um... I think maybe Buffy, you would say like that as well. She died at the end of season five and then was, resurrect- <laughs> was resurrected at the start of season six. Um, there was a few other things that happened with that too, where she, they, I think the show changed networks. Oh, okay. But it, it concluded, the series concluded in a very satisfying way. I haven't seen it yet, so. Well, she dies, she jumps off a building at the end of season five. The whole series leads to that point. Like the whole season leads to that point and dun, dun, it makes complete sense. Dun, dun. Um the, the next two seasons have got some really amazing episodes in it, like season six and seven, but it really could have just been that. I mean, that's I guess that's another way that you can really talk about a show, Jumping the Shark, is when it really feels like it concludes and then, and then, they, and then uh, they keep going. They, they keep going just for Well, that's money. like Shit's Creek. If Shit's Creek kept going, you'd be like, I had the conclusion. Why do you- Yeah. Like, why do I need this? And same with Dexter. The um, In that, one of the main Jumping the Shark <laughs> moments was- So, Dexter- Have you watched Dexter? No. So, it felt like it could have concluded after season four because it kind of went full circle and then it kept going and you're like, well, what was the point? Again, I love the characters, but after a while it becomes detrimental to, yeah. you know, the earlier seasons. So, but I don't know, just like, I guess in, like in conclusion, I kind of feel like a show either, a show will go, if, if so say with The Office, right? It finds a, a winning formula. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going with that. It either has to change. And if it changes too much, it jumps the shark. If it keeps going with the same formula, it becomes boring. Yeah. So, you kind of have to find that good. Because, you know, if Steve Carell stayed around, how long could have they kept going with that same formula before it became it like- It become stale. And- yeah, yeah. And without making things wacky and crazy and changing things like Andy's character, who at, at the end, like now watching earlier seasons, I don't really like him because he became a, a douche. Like, So, I think, yeah, you either- like Shit's Creek bowed out at the right time. The office went a bit too long. You either jump the shark or keep going until you get boring. Yeah, and like, you know, with The Office, it from episode one, 
knowing that they're well you kind of uh, it's implied that they're filming everything for some reason that's not like really hidden so you know that there's an endpoint in sight purely because everything's being documented it has to conclude so yeah contrasting that to again Grey's Anatomy where there's like no purpose like yeah. she graduates from or well, she's not graduates she becomes a doctor and she's works at the hospital and everything like that but then it's from like season five or six onwards it's just kind of spinning the wheels because they can just keep doing episodes but there's no there's no end there's yeah, like no logical like end for life. any of the characters yeah it's just but like but then because they can keep going they have to get more wacky and more bizarre yeah. and more and same shocking as, same and, as the Simpsons same and, as South Park you know a yeah. lot of these shows and it's it's fine like there's not Happy Days was like that yeah, that, yeah well cause after that there was Aliens and stuff apparently <laughs> what in Happy Days uh, that's what I've been told yeah I can't remember that stuff but it's um it's okay like there's a lot of shows like that which when you do love the character so much, it is okay to just want to watch them like do day to day shit. Yeah. Um. But rewatchability that- is a good thing. You could, you could have finished The Office season seven, and you could be rewatching it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. The same way that a lot of British shows like Faulty Towers and that are timeless. There's so few episodes, but you can watch them like hundreds of times, and they're yep. still just great. I think you know British filmmakers and TV writers fucking nail. Like, this is, you know, the English office is a perfect example of that. It only went for two seasons, I think, and then stopped. And it's very short run, but it never got stale. You know, it was what it was. and Yeah. So, cool. We did it. Speaking of jumping the shark, I just want to shout out friend of the show, Nick Delena, from previous episode uh, from about a year ago. Um, Mostly because he's been wanting me to shout him out for like the last 10 episodes. Can you just edit this bit out? Uh, yeah. And I just want to let him know that our friendship has jumped the shark. Well, I want to shout out uh, Jackson Greeley, who appeared in an earlier episode, uh, the vegan episode, mm-hmm. uh, because he's just been listening to the podcast. And we'll be like hanging out and he'll just reference something from an earlier <laughs> episode. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? That was like six months ago. <laughs> fucking get So fucking hurry up, mate. Quicker. You know, you need to be setting up your notifications. You need to be. That's, That's all I've got to say to you. All right, well, I think we're done then, hey? You want to shout out anyone else? Papa Neil, Big Papa Neil? No. Thanks for being the best Papa Big Papa Neil anyone could ever hope for. Mm-hmm. Um, you, after this, you want to go head to thepodcasts.com.au, check out the Handshake Media Network's great offerings. There's a whole plethora of listening content. You can soothe yourself to sleep with Rewind, The Take, or just put this one on yep. again and go to bed. Go to sleep, go to sleep. You can check out the Scrubs podcast on the iHeart Media Network. <laughs> and uh, and I go check out maybe uh, we, we Conspiracy the, the Show we on Unpops Network. We jump the show. Turn it off, turn it off. Quick all turn it off. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. You can find me at jumptheshockdan.com. All right, peace. I'm Troy. Bye. Unbelievable.